This edition will cover complications of acute myocardial infunction. And there are several, so this is, this is going to be the first of a three-part series. And here we're going to talk about ventricular septal defect, or VST, papillary muscle rupture, and finally, left ventricular free wall rupture. So let's move to ventricular septal defects first. This condition affects 1-2% of, a patient, uh, of patients with MI and occurs 3-7 to seven days after the heart attack. Risk factors include large infarcts, single vessel disease, poor collateral circulation, first infarct, and DM. Older female patients are also at increased risk for developing the condition. In terms of the exam, holocystic murmur that radiates from left to right over the precordium is going to be heard loudest over the left lower sternal border. Your diagnosis is going to be confirmed by an echocardiography with right heart catheterization, and the condition can be treated with vasodilators and surgical correction. If the patient is hypotensive, an intraaortic balloon pump can serve as a bridge until surgical intervention can be performed. The second complication that we're going to talk about today is papillary muscle rupture. This affects 1% of patients with acute heart attacks and occurs 2-7 to seven days after the myocardial infarction. Risk factors include inferior MI and VSD, or ventricular septal defect, which we just reviewed. On exam, there's going to be a new systolic murmur, loudest at the apex, that radiates to the axilla. The intensity of the murmur is not going to correlate with the severity of mitral regurgitation. The condition can be diagnosed with echocardiography and right heart catheterization. It can be treated with vasodilators and surgical correction. If the patient is hypotensive, an intraaortic balloon pump can serve as a bridge until surgical intervention can be performed. And that brings us to our final complication today, which is left ventricular free wall rupture. This affects less than 1% of patients with acute myocardial infunctions and accounts for up to 15% of early myocardial deaths. It occurs 5 to 14 days after myocardial infarction or earlier in patients who receive thrombolysis. Risk factors include transmural myocardial infarction, a patient who has suffered her or his first myocardial infarction, single vessel disease, the lack of collaterals, and unfortunately, women are more likely to develop the complication. On exam, the practitioner is going to see acute is going to see acute decompensation related to cardiac tamponade. This is going to entail an elevated jugular venous pressure, pulses paradoxus, and diminished heart sounds. The diagnosis can be confirmed with echocardiography as well as right heart catheterization, and the condition can be treated with urgent pericardinocentesis and thoractomy. Cardiac rupture is a true cardiothoracic surgical emergency and should be referred to that department. And that concludes this short and sweet session on the complications of acute myocardial infunction. Remember, there are two more.